You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey friends, how are you today? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Jabin Chavis Leadership Podcast. It is July. Can you believe it? July 2022, as I am recording this. Um, this year has absolutely positively flown by for me. And uh, man, I'm super, super grateful for all God has done and all that he's going to do. We are obviously in some incredibly unique times, trying times as a nation and just in our world. And yet I believe you are the right person for the job. God has you exactly where he wants you. And uh, I just wanted to give you a few thoughts today that I thought might build your faith and um, kind of kind of a recentering thought as we are now in the middle of the year. Just kind of a, okay, where, where, where am I right now? A little reminder maybe as we enter into the second half of the year. And so I want to talk just simply about leadership. Leadership is, I want to define leadership and I want to give you some some thoughts around leadership. Um, I know that I've been very church heavy over the last uh, few podcasts, but I'm, I want to talk to every leader uh, on the podcast today. I want to remind you of my definition of leadership. There's obviously many definitions of leadership, many amazing definitions of leadership, uh, the most Popular would be uh, the the statement that uh, Dr. John Maxwell made so popular. That is that leadership is influence. I love that and agree wholeheartedly with that. Kind of my working definition for leadership that has been my kind of true north star that has helped me over the last uh, many years is that leadership is the conviction that what I do is important. And the skill to ask others to join me in that important work. Leadership is the skill, excuse me, is the conviction that what you do is important. And the skill to ask others to join you in that important work. So there is a conviction side and a skill side. There is a heart side and a head side. There is a, uh, there is a soul side and there is a mind side. There is a natural side and a supernatural side. There's... It's kind of two parts to this. There's this this conviction that you must have about what you do. But then there's this art, this skill of bringing others on the journey with you. And when you, when you can live with a strong conviction, and when you can live with a, a developed skill, those two things together, uh, create great leaders. And so I have this very, very, very strong conviction that I'm very, very, very skilled. Those two things together um, create something unbelievable. Um, now, with, with that in mind, I just wanted to remind you of a few things about leadership that are important. Here's the first one. Leadership is integrity. Leadership is integrity. You cannot separate your leadership from your private life. You can't. 
You can try. <laughs> you can try and it can last for a season. But you can't outlast and you can't outrun and you cannot hide from your integrity. Your personal integrity. Your personal private life. I remember a preacher asking one time. Um, he had just gone through a, a divorce. He had a he had had an affair on his wife. He had committed adultery and his life was crumbling. And one day he hopped on Twitter and he, he wrote a question. Can a pastor have a private life? Can a pastor have a private life? And I wrote him back really lovingly and, and from, from my heart. And I said, a private life? No. A personal life? Yes. But not private. Personal, but not private. Here, here's what I want to say. I have to be the same one, person everywhere I go. I have to be the same person every, every, every time, everywhere. But, of course, I have a personal life. Not, not everyone is privy to every conversation. I don't want anyone knowing my salary. I don't want anyone knowing the conversations I have with my wife. Very few people are allowed in our home. I, I have a personal life, but I don't have a private life. In other words, I don't have a second life. Um, if, you, if you saw me all alone, that shouldn't disappoint you, and that shouldn't be a radically different person than my public life. Now, at home, I'm, I'm, or, or my personality, I'm, I'm introverted. I'm pretty quiet. Um, I get my energy from being alone, not from being in front of people. There, there's some of that. But so, so I have a personal life, but I don't have a private life. I don't have a secret life. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't see me alone or on vacation and go, oh my gosh, who is that? That is not the man on the stage. So integrity is when my personal life and my private life, excuse me, my personal life and my public life, when my, when, when, when who I am when no one's around and who I am when everyone's around, when who I am off the stage and who I am on the stage are similar. It, in the, in the context of morality. Okay, now when I get on stage, I get energy uh, for that moment. I get pumped. I'm funny. I'm witty, I'm loud, I scream. So some of that is just a, something that comes on me on the stage. But but I shouldn't be some radically different person off the stage that would make you go, man, that guy is fake. No, I have integrity. Where there is integrity, there is confidence. Where there is integrity, there is a clean conscience. Where there is integrity, there is joy. Where there is integrity, there is boldness. The wicked flee, this is a proverb, the wicked flee though no one pursues. The wicked flee though no one pursues. So when, I'm, when, I'm, when I don't have integrity, I'm constantly fleeing, covering up and looking over my shoulder from my past lie. The wicked flee though no one pursues. But the righteous, let's just for, for our sake, the integrous, they're as bold as a lion. So yes, you can have a personal life. But no, you cannot have a private life.
And I'm saying amen, having a drink of my iced coffee. Okay, number two, example. Example. This is that public domain, that, that public space. As a leader, we live in glass houses. Leadership comes with so many blessings. I mean, it just does. Our, our life is so blessed. Our life is crazy blessed. Our, our life, our impact, our, our influence, our, just every area of our life, so blessed. But, but we pay a price. And the, the price is that our life is in public. The price of leadership is that we live in a glass house. So the, the, the price of raising a daughter in ministry is that Goldie will live in a glass house. It's just part, it's just part of it. It's part of our life. So I'll, I'll always create a life where Goldie is way happier that we're in ministry than not in ministry. And we, I'm, she's getting to that age now where I'm constantly talking to her about, look how blessed we are because of what God has done in our life. So that as she begins to learn that she does live in a glass house, she will realize the benefits way outlast the price. But, but you'd have to be an example. You, you have personal integrity, but now you set the public example um, in conversations and how you act in a room in how you act in public spaces. You have to set the example. You've got to be on. You do. You just have to be on. Um, it's not a terrible price to pay. It's not an awful, but it is a price you pay. That that you're setting the tone. That you're that you're being kind. That you're. I mean, you just never know. Um, the last two flights that I've been on, I've sat next to a person and realized, or as they've introduced themselves to me, realized they go to my church. The last two flights. Uh, you just got to set the example. I'm grateful that I didn't sit on the plane and order a vodka tonic and start watching some stupid movie. And then that person finally leans over and goes, are you, are you Jabin Chavez? And I go, oh my God, no. I, you set the example. There's a way you act publicly. There's a way I act on airplanes. I, I just thought, literally just talked to a preacher yesterday who said yeah i had a drink on a plane i said you don't drink on planes bro i said you don't you're, you've lost that luxury you're an example i don't i don't care if he drinks i'm not here to have that i'm not having that fight but i told him straight up i said you are a preacher you don't get on airplanes and start drinking because people are going to see you that, that you don't do that we we set the example got to set the example it's a price to pay but it's not a high price but you got to do it we set the example and this this is for business this is for the secular world it's for the christian world it doesn't matter set the example and uh, i'll tell you this i <laughs> we just told our staff that they can't wear shorts in the office literally like a couple of weeks back i said no more shorts in the office i forgot about it i got dressed this morning about 6.30 in the morning, I threw on some shorts. I'm walking out the door, and I go, oh, my gosh. We're not allowed to wear shorts in the office. I went, man, I didn't go. I'm the boss. I'm the senior pastor. I'm the CEO. I can do whatever the heck I want. I'm the chairman of the board. Nope. I went upstairs, 
grabbed a pair of pants from the closet, ironed them, put them on, and I'm wearing pants right now, not shorts, in my office because you got to be the example. Number three is influence. You got to have people skills. Influence is something that you can grow in. You you can grow in it. And number, I'll, I'll tell you this: having high integrity and and setting a great example will grow your influence. Number, absolutely. But more than that, um, it's it's how you talk to people. It's how you bring people on. It's how you bring people into the journey. It's how you bring people into conversations. All of that is influence. I'll be talking to to maybe two or two people, you know, after church, and there's kind of a third person that's kind of in. They're like kind of in the circle, but kind of not. And I'll go, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, get in this, get in this, and I'll, I'll just kind of open up the circle. It's influence. Um. It, it's just showing kindness, and it's it's another level of influence. It's people skills. It's conversation. It's becoming a people magnet. It's working hard to get people into your world. Um, you're not exclusive. You're inclusive. That's influence. It's not hard to get in to, to grow in your ministry. It's easy. Influence. And you can grow in your influence. You need to grow in your influence. You, you, we should be not not influencers in the in the TikTok Instagram way, but we should be growing in our influence. Uh, God sees our heart. First Samuel sixteen. God sees the heart, but man does see the outward. So there is a way that we should conduct ourselves that helps influence people to Christ and not influence people away from. Christ. We're talking about influence. You have to grow. In, leaders are influencers. Leaders are influencers. Do you hear my air conditioner up there? Do you hear that air conditioning vent doing that thing? I'm so sorry. Very professional right now in my little iPhone studio. Um, leaders are influencers. Leadership, John Maxwell again, is influence. And you have to be able to bring people on and inspire people on to your journey. Man, my team can't grow. No, you... you you suck at influence. Man, we keep losing people. You suck at influence. Man, I can't keep staff members. You suck at influence. <laughs> Is that clear enough? Okay. You got to grow in your influence. Um, here's another one, communication. You have to ask. Because some of you are going, well, how do I grow my influence? You, you got to communicate. You got to ask. Three words that leaders must master. Here they are. I need you. I need you. Most leaders are too prideful to uh, to do this. Just think about this. They're they're too awful to they're too prideful to communicate. I need you because a lot of leaders think no no they need me. Well, they do. But that's not that's not what you want to communicate. You want to kill your influence, tell your church how much they need you. No. We grow in communication by going, I need you. I need you on the team. I need your skill. I need your talent. I need your ability. I need you. Please join me in this ministry. I, I need help in this area. We never 
apologize for asking big. We never apologize for asking big. We never say I'm sorry. We communicate clearly. Now we we are thankful, but we're not apologetic. Thank you for serving. Thank you for helping. Thank you for doing all that you do. We are we are thankful, thankful, excuse me, but we are unapologetic. Never apologize. Hey, I'm so sorry, but is there any way you could help with kids ministry? That what a that is just terrible leadership. Hey, I man, I'm just so sorry, but is there any way you can come in on Saturday? I'm so sorry to ask you this, but is there no. No, we ask big. And we never apologize for asking big. We don't make demands, but we ask big. Join me in this. This is important. See, you have a conviction that what you do is important, and you have a skill of asking others to join you in this important work. That's leadership. And you're going to have to learn how to communicate. You're going to have to learn how to communicate honor, communicate thank, uh, gratitude. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for joining me in this. Thank you for, for doing this with me. Thank you for being in this thing with me. Thank you for being in the fight with me. you got to learn how to be grateful. You got to learn how to show love and show appreciation, but but you do have to communicate. This is a big deal. This is an important work. And like Nehemiah said, I, I, you know, he said, I, "I'm not getting off this wall. I'm not getting off this wall. I'm gonna build this wall. I'm gonna build this thing." Now, come on, jump on the wall with me. And with a sword in one hand and a plow in the other, with a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other, with a sword in one hand and a and a brick in the other, we're going to build this wall. It's important. And and learn that. Don't, don't manipulate. Don't pull on their heartstrings. Don't, don't. Don't try to get them to do this just in a soulish realm. But, hey, I need you. And I don't need, I need other people, but I need you. And you learn that art of communication. Our teams should not feel like they're not being communicated to. There, there must be clear communication. If you want to lose influence with your teams, become a terrible communicator. I'm not just talking about oratory skills. I'm talking about communication. What time? Where? What do we wear? When do we go? What time is dinner? What I mean, you just have to learn how to communicate. Over-communicate. Over when when you feel like I have gone overboard communicating, you're just getting through to the team. And then lastly, repetition. Great leadership is repetition. And I'm going to say amen with another drink of iced coffee. Cheers. Great leadership is repetition. One of the greatest challenges for leaders is you cannot get bored leading. And the boredom comes from repetition. The boredom comes from you just keep showing up. You just keep loving people. You just keep going to the gym. You just keep eating healthy food. You just keep loving your spouse. You just keep encouraging your kid and you just you just keep showing up over and over 
and it's another planning center email and it's another phone call and it's another counseling session and it's another board meeting and it's another um, it's another group of new recruits and it's another group of new staff and it's another hire and it's another fire and you and you cannot get bored in that. The power is in the repetition. You you learn to love the discipline that it is creating for you. I, I look at my life. I look at my finances. I look at my world. I look at I look at my the the my soul health and um, by the grace of God now my physical health that's that's coming along. Uh, it's just repetition and repetition and repetition and more repetition and more repetition and more repetition. We were we were playing golf yesterday. We were in a a fundraiser uh, tournament. And um, all all four of us guys that were in our foursome, we all were all kind of like once a week golfers, you know. So we're we're not we're not good. And uh, we were talking about with golf, you really do have to get out there three or four times a week. It's the only way to get golf is so stinking hard. And it's the repetition of you got to go out and putt, you got to go out and play, you got to go out to the driving range, you got to go out to the to the sand trap, you got to go out and you got to go chip and you got to go. It's just, it requires repetition on such a high level. And sure enough, every guy that was out there that was killing it, they're all three to four times a week golfers. They're not better athletes. They're not more muscular. They're not healthier. They're not, they just get out there enough. Leadership is repetition. And great leaders don't get bored with the repetition. They actually love it. It's consistent. What feels like boredom and repetition to you feels like consistency to your teams. Let me say that one more time. What feels like repetition and boredom to you feels like consistency to your teams. It's like when you do a song for three or four weeks at church and the worship leader is going, I hate this song. We're tired of this song. This song's already old. We want to... And the church don't even know the song yet because the average Christian is going to church once a month. They've only heard the song once. The worship leader hates it. The average the average person coming to your church is like, what's that new song? It's like, we're, we're tired of it. By the time you're tired of something, your people are just getting it. By the time you've really settled into boredom and like, oh my gosh, I, I hate this. <laughs> Your church is just getting excited about it. There's there's power in repetition. I'm not talking about we can't make changes. I'm not talking about we can't keep it fresh. I'm talking about even in keeping it fresh and creative and fun, there's a repetition. Tom Brady is a master of repetition. LeBron James is a master of repetition. Tiger Woods, Rory, they're all just masters of repetition. Warren Buffett is a master of repetition. We could go on and on and on. John Maxwell's a master of repetition. They just, they've learned. Chris Hodges, Craig Rochelle, they just keep showing up. Pastor Stephen Farty, just a master of repetition. They just, they just, they just go back to the same thing over and over. Skip Bayless, the, the famous sports commentator that eats broccoli, chicken and rice every day of his life. That's all he ever, he's just, he's learned to be a master of repetition. You you just you have to you can't get bored with it because that's where the great that's where you will stand out. 
that's where you'll stand at. You'll stand out in that repetition of day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. That's the that's the power. So so my life looks very similar every day with a few little changes. A, a change would be once, sometimes twice a week I play golf. A change would be um, going out to eat at a nice restaurant with my wife. That would be a change. That's not that's not every night, but it's once a week. Um, a change might be watching a movie. But but the but the majority of my life, seven days a week, a change might be going to church, like a church service. But most of my life looks identical every day. And there's power in that, and you can't get bored in that. Because that's where the greatness happens. I love you. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future. Hey, if this is a blessing to you, can you like this podcast, share this podcast, comment on this podcast, rate this podcast? All that kind of stuff really goes a long way and uh, helps us reach more people. We'll see you soon.